welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org. But Phil's going to come and speak. Lord, I want to pray for Phil. Lord, we, we, we've heard so many things that have already excited us uh, this morning, from worship to prayer, um, words that you've given, hearing what's happening around the world. And Lord, there's so many things that are, are exciting as we see what you're doing. I want to pray, Lord, that as Phil speaks now, that um, this would become all the more personal, that you would speak to us individually and corporately, that we'd hear about who you are and what you're doing. And Lord, that that would, that would just change who we are. So Lord, fill, fill up with your Holy Spirit this morning, that as he speaks, we would hear your word to us. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> kind of knew this was going to be difficult to follow this morning. Um, you're stirred by things like that, you kind of think, well, what I've got to say is pretty mundane, really. Um, what I've got to bring here is kind of, I'm not sure how it's all going to connect together, but it, what I do want to talk a bit about is prayer, and I want to talk about our partnering with God. Because actually, our future actually is in prayer. The key to it is our prayer. The key to it is how we partnering with God for our future together. And I remember back uh, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago now, we were in a leaders' meeting. In, um, together in regional hub in Manchester, and Paul Basson, who you, has been here, priest, is coming again later this year, um, he started to prophesy over Dave, and he started to prophesy Walker's Crisps, and he talked about the difference, how Walker's took a bold step, and they changed the colour of their packet of crisps of cheese and onion and salt and vinegar round, so you, salt and vinegar used to be green, or blue, and they changed them to green and the other way around and so on. And what he was prophesying really was actually the flavour that Dave and Jill have, other people need to have. And actually the flavour we have here is changing. We need a different flavour, but there's others that need their flavour. And things are going to change. Actually, I say this kindly, it's, it's actually our pleasure to send you. It's actually our pleasure to give you away, and I do that in the best possible way, that actually you go because the flavour you have is really important there. And actually, that's partnering with God. Our response to that is partnering with God, both in prayer and actually acknowledging what God's given them to go and do, what actually God's put in us to do here. And we get to be part of it. That's the good thing. Is actually, it still says walkers on the packet, even though the colour might have changed, and it's a different flavour. Going, Actually, we're part of that in the same way that walkers own that. We own this, in a sense, because it's part of us sending them. So I just want to say, you know, this is... Our partnering with God is really important, how we do that in prayer. And we're encouraged to do that. Scripture says that we're to pray scripturally, we're to pray strategically, and we're to pray systematically. But that's not always easy, is it? How many of us find prayer hard sometimes? How many of us, when we sit down to pray, all kinds of barriers get in the way, things to do, got to sort this, got to do that, or we kind of get distracted we kind of sit down, your mind begins to wonder. You kind of take all kinds, you start praying and you start praying all kinds of things. I, I've sat with many a time with Dave and he starts on one track and his prayer takes you all over the place and you've been all over and you come, kind of come back to where he was 
20 minutes later, you think, oh, that's what we were praying about. I've forgotten. Because Dave kind of on this wonder. Because it's just the way he prays. But actually, that happens to us and takes us down tracks we don't want to go. Sometimes we lose our concentration. We lose the way God's leading us. But actually, I want to encourage us today that we are to be those that know how to pray systematically, strategically, and scripturally. Prayer is a key factor in kingdom advancement. It's key to it. doesn't happen without prayer. No revival has come about if somebody hadn't prayed. would never have happened. It's a key part of God's moving. Advancing the gospel and seeing church established. Prayer is key to it. Prayer should precede any kingdom activity. Just going off on a limb, on a bit of a whim, a good idea, a nice thought and something, without prayer, without getting before God, without seeking, is this in line with what you want to do? That doesn't bring blessing. And many things I've seen over the years have not really been very fruitful, not really come to it because they've not been undergirded by prayer. It's not come out of a place of... Uh, and, uh, of agreeing and working with God through prayer actually to establish something. And actually the best things and what I love about these stories and many things that we're doing is actually they're not our initiatives, they're initiatives of the Holy Spirit. We're just partnering with God. We just Sometimes it feels like almost we kind of stumble across something that God's doing and suddenly you find, oh, I think this is God. I think you're doing something here. And as so we stumble into it, but it's God's plan and God's purpose and it's his, his initiative and we're just keeping up with him. And I want to encourage us to do that. See, God wants our future, your future, to, do, to be better than your past and our past together. Whether good or bad, that doesn't mean say that it's not been great even, but actually there's still a better future to have in God. There's still more for us in God. And how we access that is prayer. How we're going to engage with that is through prayer. How we're going to know what that is, is prayer. There's no other way to it. There's no other way. We can have lots of good ideas. And I find God says things to me mostly when I'm praying. I don't get lots through dreams. I don't get lots through other means, prophecy, all that kind of stuff. Actually, God speaks when I'm engaging with him. And I'm praying. And I'm seeking God. And I want to encourage us to be more and more a people of prayer. We took seriously what God said over a year ago. That actually he would give us this building. But we'd have to fight for it. And God, we'd have to strengthen our prayer muscle to get it. And we did fight for it. Now we've got it is not the time to stop praying. Now we're in here on a Sunday thinking, that's it, God, all done. Wash your hands of that one. No, far from it. We've got a lot to do and a lot that's got to come out of this. This is not for us. This is for the kingdom. This is for the advance of the gospel. This is not just so we've got a place to meet. So actually, that strengthening of our prayer muscle, we need to keep doing it. We need to keep pressing into God because now we've got this. Now we're saying to God, what are the initiatives that you're going to do through this? What is it that you've got planned beyond what we already do that you're going to achieve?
looking at time. I've got a clock up here now. <laughs> said to Justin when I came in, I thought, I could do with a clock, because I know what it's like, and you get... So we've got a, set, a screen up here, and it's just got the time on, which is really helpful. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You can't see the hand go round, it's just uh, the numbers go a lot quicker. <clears throat> Right back in the Old Testament, I, I can't do a lot of history, Dave took the history bit, I can't do a lot of history in this, but right back in the Old Testament, the first kind of bit I could find where anybody prayed, God spoke a lot in the early part of the Bible in Genesis, but actually chapter 15 was the first part where I can find where actually somebody prayed back to God, and it was Abraham. And God had just spoken a promise to him, and it says after these things, Having spoken this promise, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Fear not, oh, I just want to be big. Fear not, Abraham, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abraham said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir, the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, you have given me no offspring and a uh, and member of my household will be my heir. And he's like, how can you bless me? I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing. And you're saying all this stuff. And he prays this prayer. And we know, the, we know the story. We know that Sarah gets praying. We know that Isaac's born. We know that. And actually, that is the very root of why we're here. Because of God's promise to Abraham. But he prays right there at the beginning. Right like there history you see the key to our past was prayer right back in history way before we existed the key to our future is prayer but it went on because 10 chapters later genesis 25 and 21 isaac praying because rebecca was barren it's kind of a bit of a family trait going on kind of inherited barrenness and yet he prays and God fulfills again. And we get Jacob and Esau. God, you see, it's the prayer that makes the difference. Every point of history, we could, go, we could do a hop right through history of the Bible. I haven't got time to do it. Maybe I'll pick that up another time. But you can look at every occasion where there's been significant things happen. God's done something amazing. It's because somebody prayed. It's because somebody chose to partner with God. Somebody got hold of the promise. Somebody heard from God and prayed. David does it. Moses, Nehemiah, as many as you go through the Old Testament. Coming to the New Testament, well, the obvious one is Jesus prayed, obviously. <laughs> you know, he taught us how to pray. He prayed all the time. And Jesus' prayer was this. And actually, we may be one. And that his house will be a house of prayer. Actually, prayer is so important to us. It's the most neglected meeting in the church, but it's really important. It's the one you struggle to get people out to because it's not very exciting. It's hard work, prayer. It takes effort, it takes energy. But I want to encourage us and I want to stir us. And I, I think God wants to stir us in this day. You see, I, I love the stories and I hear them from lots of different places and what we hear from God's doing in Yalavar and all those places. And my heart sinks in a sense of saying, why God not here? And I think, well, actually, it's because perhaps we don't pray. Perhaps we have not got the same level of prayer. 
Perhaps we're not actually in sync. Perhaps if our nation was going through what some of these other nations are going through, it would turn us to prayer and God would do something. And that's hard because none of us want to live through what they've lived through. None of us want to be in prison for our faith. None of us want our cities destroyed. But it's driven them to God. It's driven them to pray. And actually revival breaks out. If that's what it takes to get revival, then God help us. God help us. If that's what it takes. But on the day of Pentecost... What were they doing in the upper room? So they were praying. God breaks out. They're praying. What did they do in the early church when they were persecuted? They prayed. And the gospel went all over the world. Who would have thought that's the way God would have done it? Who would have thought through persecution the gospel would go all over the world? But they prayed and the gospel went out. They partnered with what God was allowing and God was doing partnered with God and I don't know how good we are at partnering with God sometimes you hear things and you say no God no thank you I don't want that I don't want that way I don't want to do that I struggle sometimes I hear God say things and I think I'm not sure I want that or you get a prophetic word and it's really good the first bit and then there's a bit added bit on that's not so good and you can kind of think I love the first bit God but can we talk about that second bit because <laughs> I'm not sure about that When Peter was imprisoned, how did he respond? He prayed. And the church prayed. And he gets miraculously released. Because the church prayed. See, we can make a difference with our prayer. Captives can get free from prison if we pray. As a nation, we once used to pray. World War II recent history some people's living memory still actually we prayed as a nation and god rescued us what will it take again what will it take again for a nation to be a praying nation for this nation dare to think what god might have to do to bring us to our knees as a nation but chris is going to read a passage out but if my people if my people will humble themselves see our story so far as church in the peak is we are who we are and we are where we are because people prayed in those early days heard god and prayed and because prayer went on and i i wasn't very good at praying i remember we started years ago very early on in the church, not long after I'd been here, we started a Tuesday night prayer meeting. And I used to go along and I didn't used to say a word. And Jill was running that prayer meeting, I think, at that time. And I can remember her coming to me and saying, why don't you say anything? Why don't you even pray? And I was, I was shy, believe it or not. I was shy, I was quiet, I kind of sat in the corner. I was praying, but I didn't pray out loud. I didn't express my heart to God. I didn't in any way kind of interact in any way. And I really, when, when I was challenged by that, God challenged me. It wasn't Jill challenging me, actually. It was God challenging me. And I had to change something. And actually, I did. I, I made a choice. No, God, I'm going, to be, I'm going to cry out. I'm going to learn what it is to pray out and make my voice heard. Because I want my voice to be heard in heaven. I want my cries to God to be heard. And if I have to get vocal to do that, then I'm prepared to do it. 
And I've started doing that. So thanks for challenging me, Jill. You always know how to touch the uncomfortable bit, don't you? Prayer is so important back then through history. It's so important today. Maybe of greater importance with the state of our nation and the state of our world. Maybe it's of greater importance. Maybe we need to pray more than we've ever prayed. Maybe we need to really get before God and cry out to God. So I just want to quickly raise three points about prayer. Prayer expresses our trust in a God who's able to answer when we pray. It means whereby our trust in him increases and the way we're expressing our love and fellowship to him is when we pray. It's how we express ourselves. And there's things we can say to God perhaps that we would not say to anybody else or dare say to anybody else. But we can pour it out to God. We can cry out to God. And the Bible talks about crying out with groans even. And I've been there sometimes where I've groaned at God. Please help. Please do something. Please break in. Please change this. James 4.2 says, You do not have because you do not ask. Prayer changes the way God acts. We don't ask, we don't get. James says it. So we've got to ask. Prayer changes the way God acts when we pray. Not only good for us and does us good, but it affects God, how God acts and it affects the world around us. We don't have because we don't ask. Luke 11, 9 and 10 says, For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds... And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. There's times to petition heaven. There's times to get before God and knock on the door of heaven. And not hard and not long and not loud. And we do that through prayer. We do that by expressing our hearts to God. I don't know what you carry in your heart. I don't know what it is that stirs you, that gets you kind of motivated spiritually and emotionally. Those things, but whatever it is that's godly, I want to say get before God with it and knock on heaven's door for it. If you're carrying a vision for something, if you're carrying a dream for something, I want to say get on before God and knock on heaven's door for it. Because it's the only way it's going to happen if you're carrying it. And there's times when you carry it more than others. There's times when you can engage with that more than others. But actually, those times you do, I want to say get before God. Because sometimes that's the Holy Spirit stirring you again. So just pray it. Just pray it back to God. In see, get before God and pray. And I want to say this, pray in accordance with God's will. 1 John 5.14 And this is the confidence that we have toward him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. If we ask anything according to his will, we already have it in a sense. But it is a petitioning of heaven to get it in the, in the reality. It's already ours in God, 
but actually the reality of it coming to being, being worked out, being present right here, actually we can get it by praying it in. And praying it into being. Wayne Grudem says, It's appropriate that we should have great confidence that God will answer our every prayer when we ask him for something that is in accord with a specific promise he's made or a command of scripture. See, when, we, when this church started, it was started on a prophetic promise from God, from Isaiah 41, 17 and 18. And I just want to say that I think it's time to start praying that prayer again. I've just been stirred by it. It, even, it came to me so clear even this morning. I felt God say, if that's, that's what I've promised. That's what I've promised. The poor and needy search for water, but there is none. But I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the Lord, will do it. Well, we're, if we pray that prayer, we're praying in accordance with the will of God. We're praying scripture. We're praying according to what God said. And God has promised that for the peaks, that he will answer them and he will make rivers flow on barren heights, streams within the valleys. God's promise wasn't dreamt up, wasn't snatched from scripture saying, oh, well, that sounds good, we'll have that. It was the word of God to church in the peak for us here and for all that God's called us to, whether here or abroad. Whatever we're called to, that still stands. That still has authority for us in this area. And I just want to say, I think it's time to pray back to God. I think it's time to get before God and to pray again. Lord, and it's, if you look at some versions, it says, when the poor and needy. And sometimes we've just got to pray that the poor and needy realise that they need it. We've got to start there, actually. When the poor and needy search for water, when they're ready for it, when they're searching, God will provide. And actually, the thing to start praying, perhaps, is God stir hearts that they know and start searching for some water. Let's pray, start praying some of these prayers, actually, because we've got a whole region to affect. We've got a whole region, but it's not going to happen unless we pray. Unless we get before and start praying back to God that which God spoke to us. About out of time. Could say a lot more. But I'll say this when we pray anointed prayers, we find ourselves praying the heart of God. We need to find what the heart of God is, we need to engage with the heart of God. We need to come right in line with what He's saying and what He's doing. And actually start praying into that because that will be effective and God will start to move. I don't know what your prayer life's like. Maybe occasional when you remember, kind of crosses your mind, get up in the morning, throw up a quick one. Maybe your quick prayer is, good morning God, please help me today. Or maybe it's a good night, thanks God, kept me through the day. Maybe you throw that kind of prayer out. Maybe it's as simple as, bless me and mine. Or maybe, look after my house and family. I don't know. But maybe, just maybe, it's time for something different. Maybe it's time to start praying a lifestyle that prays a continuous, effective, hell-destroying, bondage-breaking, stronghold-crushing, life-generating, soul-saving, power-release of God in our day. Maybe it's time for that kind of prayer. Maybe it's time to get before God on our knees and say, God, do this. Because we've got a world out there that needs it. They're desperate. People I meet, there's desperate situations. 
people you meet, people you live next to, community you're in. It's time. It's just time. I feel there's a call back to prayer. Sensing this for us as a church. It's a time to pray again. I just want Chris to share. You got the mic. I won't take long. I could, but I won't. Um, I went to the elders at the prayer meeting this week, and I've, I've wanted for a long time to have a prayer room. And uh, I think at the moment we've got an opportunity. Until the building's been redeveloped, there's, there's a room down the, the corridor that I would like uh, to turn to a prayer room where we have access to it. I don't know about 24-7. I think there's, there's logistical issues with that. But certainly during the day where people come along and we can pray. And I think the thing I find hardest about prayer is that I get, uh, my mind goes off. I think Phil said that. But yeah, it's amazing how good I am at hoovering. When, uh, when I start to pray, I think, oh, there's a bit of dust over here. So I start going off over there. Phil said that prayer makes the difference. And I believe that. I believe that if we're going to see anything here, it's got to start with prayer. It is hard work. And we need to encourage each other in it. And we need to build each other up in it. As I was driving over here, that well-known verse, Phil touched on it. 2 Chronicles 7.14. We can remember that. 2.7.14. Two sevens are 14. How about that? If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Our land is in such desperate need of healing. So, um, keeping it short, Chris. Uh, it, it, we, we, hopefully we're going to, Phil told me this morning, so it's, it's all very new to me as well, that the room that the elders are using for their meetings on a Friday, we're going to uh, just turn it into something. I'm going to have certain zones. This is not mine, by the way, and, and that's what I want to try and stress, that I've got a vision of what it could be, but I want it to be a vision of what you, it could be for you. So that uh, I suddenly look at the creatives. They always come to take the creatives. Take it. The the people who've got a real heart to take it. The people who who like um, meditative prayer. Take it. You know, make a space for yourself there. Uh, I see five zones, maybe more, but certainly a global zone, a world map, simple as that, where we can you can lay your hands on it, put your hands on it. Yeah, and, and to pray for Yalava and to um, Sarah and Sunda's work and, and but but also to look at Sweden or to look at um, f- uh, Argentina to put your hand on it and to pray for it because I think there's something prophetic. This is what I mean about find, finding prayer very hard. When you've got focus, when you can touch something, when you can look at it, it really does spark prayer and allows God to speak through us. So there's going to be a global one. There's going to be a peaks one because that's what we've been looking for, isn't it? Again, to you can pray for uh, your village. You can pray for your school. You can pray for just, just individuals. Just put your hand on it or just look at it and, and pray. There's going to be a section I call gaze upon. And it was just uh, a verse that God gave to me of, of gazing upon his beauty. You don't need to talk. 
prayer is not just about talking. You can look, you can wonder, you can, you can be amazed. Just come back and be amazed at Jesus. Be amazed at, at who he is. And so we're going to have that, that space. There's going to be a prayers for, whether that's for yourself, whether it's for your neighbors, whether it's for your health, whether it's for your school, whatever it is. Just a little section, write something down, pray for. And there's going to be, uh, be great to have prayers, see prayers answered. We're going to see prayers answered. So there's going to be another book. Just write in there. Answers to prayer. And um, because it's going to be redeveloped, let's write on the wall. I dare you. Write, write a promise on there. Write a verse on there. Whatever you, God says to you, a picture, write on the wall. Let's, let's, uh, that's, that's how these, these prayer rooms really work, is when you see what well, God has been speaking through one person, and you pick up and you run with it. It's like carrying the baton. You run with it. So there's a book. And I loved it. This is what got me sparking. I'm a financial advisor, as you know, and anything I can get for free, I'm on. And, and originally got on, on Kindle was it was going for free for one day and it's peak greg and it's red moon rising and it's about the start of the 24 7 prayer movement and it's grown it's grown it's worldwide it's a massive movement now um and that book just sparked me into seeing what the potential for prayer is the potential for prayer for us in 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 church in the peak we've been up here since 2001 and I've always known, it's this phrase, I'm sorry I bore you witless with it, but there is more. There's more. I know there's more. I can't settle for it. I think some of the bit, I, I, I'm, hopefully I'm coming out of it now, but when I was going through my pit of despair, it was because I, I knew I can't go back. I don't want to go back to, to the way it was. I, I want to go forward. And I'm absolutely convinced that prayer is what's going to take us forward. Prayer will take us forward. Prayer will see salvation. Prayer will see signs and wonders. Prayer will see people, uh, our neighborhood change. This, this area changed. Prayer will make all the difference. And hopefully having a room, having bits of focus where it's not so hard and trying to find a space in your house and oh, the kids are up early or the kids are up late. Or, uh, it, I, I find prayer personally, I love it, and yet I find it so difficult. And if we've got a space, let's develop it. Let's let it become our own prayer room. It will be there. It will be open for most of the week. This will be open to Justin will really help with, with logistics. But let's do it. just how God's leading us, stirring us, and we've got to respond to that. You can't not respond when God's doing something. So I, I just want us to stand. We're going to f- finish there. Let's just pray, because you need to catch this. It's no good me just speaking it, and Chris, actually, you have to catch something, and it's only done by the Spirit of God. So I want to pray now that the Spirit of God will catch you up in what he's saying and doing right now. That together as a church, we're going to go forward and we're going to take the kingdom by storm right across the peaks and beyond. Okay? Thank you, God, that you're stirring us again to prayer, to seek your face, 
to get before you, God, to pray in your promises, to pray in, Lord, all that you've planned and purposed for us, Lord. And I pray now you'll come by your Holy Spirit and you'll stir every heart. Lord, I pray you'll catch us up with you again, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that we will learn again what it is to partner with you and what you're saying and what you're doing. So come, I pray, on every life, every heart, Lord, I pray you'll speak your words. Lord, all that I've said, all that Chris has said, Lord, today I pray, God, would you come and would you plant a seed fresh in our hearts? Lord, a desire to seek your face. Lord, and a willingness to follow it through. Holy Spirit, would you come to us? Would you stir us again? Oh, God, we want to see miraculous signs and wonders. We want to see men and women saved. We want to see whole families come to you. Lord, we want to see your gospel advance right across the Peak District. We want to see spirit-filled communities established all over the peaks, Lord. We want to see towns and cities affected by the gospel. Lord, we want to see, Lord, churches planted and ministries across the world that we're involved with, that we're serving. God, I pray would you bring it about through us as we come to you afresh in prayer in these days. Lord, you're taking us on a fresh adventure. Lord, a fresh adventure of prayer as well. Lord, because none of it will come about unless we pray. And so, Lord, I pray, help us to pray. God, I ask, help us to learn to pray again as a church. Help us to learn afresh what it is to get before you. Help us to learn again what it is to intercede. Help us again learn to learn again what it is to pray and fast. None of us like the fasting bit, Lord, but God, it's the essential part of praying and seeking your face that your kingdom would come. So, Lord, help us, I pray, in these days for your glory, Lord. We want to see your kingdom come. We want to see your glory made known right across this area and beyond. So, Lord, I pray for your sake. For your sake, we want to do this, Lord. For your kingdom, Lord. For advance of your kingdom here, we want to do this. So help us, God, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. off it's on that's it we've got now to use it <laughs> uh, I just just one word um, you pray effectively when you've got faith uh, and unbelief kills prayer and sometimes we're injunctioned to pray and inspired to pray by stories like these but then we hit something that's probably unbelief and it kills our prayer because you can't, you're kind of trying to, and I just, even the example used of Abraham, the first prayer was his, he was facing unbelief. It's, it's not going to happen. You've promised it, but it's not going to happen. And, and, and God spoke and said, no, it is going to happen. And I think it, it is going to happen. God's going to do what God's going to do. It, it's an, it just helps release something in, in prayer. So I want to pray for just a gift of faith to believe for some of the promises of God. And, you know, you're up against them, aren't you? You think, well, I haven't found you and you've promised this, but I haven't found it yet. Hey, well, Lord, right now, Holy Spirit, there's a gift of faith that's beyond ourselves and we need the gift of faith. And we ask you for a gift of faith in this room now, Lord. Um, faith for situations, for promises, for hopes, for dreams, for impossibles. Impossibles. Abraham faced an impossible. 
But God blessed him. And said, I'm going to bless you. You know, and I find that when I come from believing God wants to bless me and I pray a prayer, I find he does. <laughs> I mean, it just does. I don't, it's just his promise. So I pray for faith around this room, Lord. And faith that believes God wants to bless you and wants to bless you as a people as well for all that he has promised. And it isn't over yet. It's not over. So release it, Lord, we pray. Get in your gut. in Something solid, Lord, I pray. Right in our bellies, as it were, Lord. Something solid, something that we just feel, oh, God's doing something. God's doing something. God's stretching something. God's enlarging something. God's putting something inside of me. Lord, I pray in part faith with power. In Jesus' name.